Hi, I'm Dylan. I'm Sarah. I'm Derek. And we would like to welcome you to Planet Bob, where we talk about the movies and shows that made their way to our little corner of the galaxy this week. Okay, is it working this time? Oh, okay, yeah, good. There's Luke. Okay. <laughs> Here we are for episode 53. Is that where we're at now? Yeah. It's pretty good. Not really when you consider we've been doing this for four years. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I retract my previous statement. I mean, we're going through faster now, but it's our episode count is still pretty low. No, that's fair, that's fair. But we're almost done season three, which I'm almost. really excited for. Two more recordings and we'll oh, be done. Oh, man, two more months. <laughs> well, no, because the next one we're doing in in on the same day. Okay, fair enough. Because we're going to do the next three episodes, then Sarah's going to join us for the finale. And we're going to watch the two right then and there. Yeah, we're going to eat dinner and watch the okay, the man. season finale and. So May it cry. is. Then. No wait, April. It'll be April. I don't. I don't know. If, I don't really consider this a crying episode. Oh, okay. The crying finale. Uh, I don't. Know. I probably will anyway. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a little. Bitch. You're, you're going to cry at great pits. Yeah, maybe. Charlie's next episode. Oh, okay. So this week we're talking about 16, 17, and 18. One of us, uh, Catch-22, and DOC. Yeah? Yeah. We are. And I think this is, like, lost at its best. The the season three last few episodes is lost at its peak. Absolutely. There's no... It goes downhill from here, is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's all downhill from here is exactly it's... what you're saying. <laughs> it's less consistently good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I still like it all, but it, like, there's episodes that are still hit or miss. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. And I mean, this, these next few and the last few have really done a good job of advancing the plot, answering some questions, finally learn a little bit more. So I think that's uh, it's pretty slick. Yeah. yeah, like we talked about before we started, there's, we get a lot of answers in Data Conception about the birthing issues. We right. get a lot of information. Like, it's an information dump episode, almost. It, it really is. And you learn a lot more about Juliet, who's one of my favorite characters. Because very little happens, but we learn a lot. Yes. Including the identity of, well, sort of an identity of a new comer to the island. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Episode 16. Uh, my first note is that Kate still thinks there's something hinky about Jack's story, about being with the others. She still thinks that there's something more up than he just wanted to get the fuck off the island. He was just playing nice to get off the island. Yeah. Which no, I mean... What, what did happen to Jack while he was there for a week and a half or whatever? Like, I don't think anything happened no, to him. But I think she is... She has a hard time believing that his motives were as such, right? Well, and she only knows one side of the others. Right, exactly. She only knows the, like... The confrontational side. Not and, the hanging out in the village. Yeah. <laughs> that threw her for a loop. She still doesn't know what to think about that, I don't no, think. No, no. Definitely not. Well, I mean, you see in season one, Ethan looking super rapey all the time. And then there's Juliet hosting book club. Well, and when she's, when she's with Ethan in scenes, he's very different from the Ethan we saw in season one. He's more like the character he was pretending to be. Yeah, the yeah. nice, helpful guy. That's, That's who right. he actually is. The creepy, weird guy. I don't know what was up with that. Yeah, I don't know either. Because he looked super rapey. At one like, point... Pirate rapey. At one point, people <laughs> were thinking that uh, Sabine, the girl that we see die in Juliet's episode, yeah. people thought that that was his wife. And that he's so obsessed with the, the birthing issues because his wife died as a result of them. Okay. So that's sure. why he was so, like, all obsessed. about Claire and, and taking the baby and things like that. 
Oh, fair enough, fair enough. One way you can kind of explain why he was so... why there was such a big difference in the character he presents and who he is when they when he takes them. Yeah, the other explanation is that, you know, the writers just needed to be more dramatic on screen so people would watch the show. Yeah. Yeah, there's they do they do things like that. Yeah, <laughs> but we can always explain it away yeah. somehow. Yeah, you can bullshit anything for sure. <laughs> it's like an English essay; you can bullshit anything. anything. Yeah, that's true. Your teacher just cares that you can bullshit it intelligently. <laughs> oh, I see. I told you she'd be my friend by the end of this. <laughs> uh, my second note is uh, when Juliet said that Said would kill her if she told him everything. I still. After seeing the whole series, I don't understand why she thinks that. No, because her intentions and motivations have been pretty pure up to this point. Yeah. I mean, I know she's been more manipulative manipulative lately, I think in response to Ben and being stuck on the island. But that's just kind of doing what she has to do to get by. And she's not directly hurting anyone by being like that. So, I, yeah, I really don't know what she's talking about there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've, I thought maybe at one point that they were going to, you know, the others are up to something dark. There's something sinister going on. But oh, that, like big time, right? But that never really comes to fruition. They're, they're kind of the good guys in a weird way. Kind of. Yeah. They're not, they're good guys in the overall story, but not so much with regard to the Losties. Okay. I mean, they're, they're just another group. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're not bad guys. I don't know if they're. They might be good guys. I guess. I suppose. So if we were they watching, think it, of if we were watching guys, it from their point of view, right? Yeah, we'd obviously feel different. about That was it. the argument that I presented yeah. on the, the boards when I was when I was talking about it a lot. Yes. Yeah. We we only think that they're the bad guys because we've only seen things from the Lossie's perspective. We yeah. don't really know what their motivations are, or they might have a good reason for what they're doing. They yeah. might. Don't know their story. And. In retrospect, I think they have a good, a good reason for doing what they're doing, but it, they go about it in weird ways. <laughs> There's, there are ways they could do this without being so antagonistic. Would make for good TV, though. That's right. No, no, if they just, yeah, if they just showed up on the beach one day and said, "Okay, you four, you're coming with us. Everyone else has to stay on the beach." That would have been a really boring show. <laughs> could have been a miniseries at that point. Yeah, yeah, that's a six-episode story. <laughs> the, the whole show's over six episodes so Juliet is now back at the camp and everyone's loving it no one really seems <laughs> to be loving it except Jack yeah. except Jack and he trusts her and I think he does genuinely trust her at this point yeah because like he said he saw her reaction to the sub exploding and she he re- recognized that she wants to get off the island as badly as he does yeah but is it not a little naive of him to think that she wouldn't throw them all under the bus to get off the island anyway, like herself? That's Jack in a nutshell, though. He is kind of naive in a lot of ways. He yeah. always assumes that people's motivations are simple, but it's never it's never as simple as he thinks it is. And he's also stuck in a purely logical mode of thinking where, you know, like, me- mystical stuff that we know exists on this island doesn't exist in his mind. Like, he still doesn't really accept that the smoke monster exists. Things like that. Or he really doesn't believe Locke's interactions with the island through his visions. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would either. I no, it's really, him, it's a so. big ask. Yeah. It is, no, absolutely. But when you're watching a work of fiction, it's very different from being in it, right? Of course. I would be super ragey about the sub blowing up. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would I would be like fuck Locke at that point. Yeah, oh, big time. exactly. <laughs> and we haven't seen Locke since. No, no. but we will in a, in our next. the first of our next group of episodes yeah. is all about Locke. We'll get to see more of Cooper on the island too. His dad, oh. Anthony Cooper. Yeah. Oh yeah, forgot he showed up. <laughs> How did he get there? So we'll find out. <laughs> Tune in next time. Yeah. I I think we kind of found out uh, how he came to the island in yeah. Juliet's episode. They drugged him, put him on the sub, and brought him to the island. Big surprise. Yeah. Big reveal. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they're not going to tell us that's how he got to the island, but he didn't literally come out of a magic box. We no, know that that's much. right. Even though people were arguing at this point that he did. Really? really? Yeah. On the Lost Boards, yeah. People people really didn't want to let go of the magic box is a real thing. Wow. Even after they're told it's just a metaphor. Jesus, it's, it's pretty It's just a metaphor, John. Yeah. It's fine by me, man. Fine by me. <laughs> I'd much rather, want to think, whatever. I'd much rather believe in the uh, magical sub than the magical box. Well, the so. sub's not even magical. It's technology. <laughs> <laughs> so I did like when Hurley sits down beside Juliet on the beach and just like let her know casually where they buried Ethan. Yeah. It's not too often you see Hurley like, you know, she he doesn't outright threaten her. Yeah. But in that roundabout way, I still like. Damn, Hurley. Well, from any other character, it would come off as a, as a real threat. Yeah. From Hurley, it's just like a casual reminder, like... Don't screw us over. Yeah. Do do good by us, and you won't end up in a grave like Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> or Nicky or Apollo. Yeah. Yeah, that's their own doing. For being terrible people. I like how Juliet just, like, down that glass of... Orange juice. Yeah, the the Richard, yeah. Just Richard's in the middle of explaining, you know. <laughs> and she just chugs it all, tra- yeah. like a hefty amount like, of tranquilizer. Well, I love how he just comes out and says it, too. Yeah. Like, next thing you know, she wakes up strapped to a bunk. Yeah, because he had no, he wasn't trying to hide it at all. He dumps it into the glass right in front of her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just here it is. That'd be pretty jarring, though, to wake up strapped to a bunk after drinking a bunch of tranquilizer. That's like some nightclub stuff, you know. Yeah, but she knew she was drugged. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was a voluntary it was a voluntary drugging. It's like uh like uh arrested development when Joe would drug himself with GHB to forget. I don't know if you've ever watched the show, but he he'll he'll take like roofies to make him forget about things that he doesn't want to remember. Jesus, really? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, and she was supposed to be there for six months and now she's there for three years. Still can't go home. Something illegal about that, I'm sure. Well, I mean, the island is not subject to any laws. Fair enough. So- a sovereign nation. <laughs> it, it's like, it's not even a discovered nation. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that uh, tribe living off the off the coast of India or whatever, where that Christian guy got killed. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, some Christian missionary went to this island that's supposed to be off limits because this is an isolated community. No kidding. The natives killed him, and then Christians were all up in arms. Like, but you knew this was likely going to happen. Yeah, and the the Indian government specifically bars people from going to that island for that exact reason because they're hostile to then people coming into their territory. You're just asking for it, then. Yeah. I can't say I really feel bad about that. No. It's like sticking your hand in the light socket. Yeah. Yeah, don't do it. Don't yeah. lick your finger and touch the light socket. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get zapped. <laughs> it's okay, Jacob will protect me. Speaking of Jacob, he comes up in this episode. He does, a couple times. Ben uses her uses his name to convince Juliet to stay. That yeah. 
and Jacob will cure your sister's cancer. Like, I wrote down here, man, I wish it was that easy to convince people to do stuff in real life. Yeah, really. Yeah, just invoke some, one person. And I mean, kind of does. If you invoke Jesus' name, you can get people to do a lot of shit. I know, but I can't. That's true, actually. Like, yeah. Damn it, Dylan, cook me dinner, and I will have Jesus come down and give you a haircut. Yeah. Like, it helps when the person believes. Yeah. Oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so does Juliet believe in Jacob, then? I mean, she must, or does all believe the, in Ben? I think all the others do believe in Jacob. Like, that's part of what makes them capable of understanding. Like, how Mikhail told the Losties in a previous episode, they're not capable of understanding, because yeah. none of them have faith really they can't accept things without proof and i think all the others are more capable of accepting things they can't prove fair enough probably because of you know ben his teachings and whatnot he tries to convince people of those things but they they view the island as a a sacred place and they're not wrong (laughs) (laughs) no absolutely it kind of is i mean Strange things happen there. Yeah. People heal faster. Can't have kids. That's a small side effect, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. But I guess I guess I was just shocked to see Juliet accept that. As a scientist. Yeah. Because again, to me she seems to have a lot of commonalities with Jack in terms of being a person of science, not exactly of faith. And then Ben but invokes Jacob's name and all of a sudden it's well, okay, if you're, if you're going to have your imaginary buddy cure my sister who lives a thousand miles away from here, her cancer, then I'll stay on the mystical island. But she also there's also things like how she just accepts Richard's word that she has to take the drugs to go to, the, go to this place. She just accepts it. Jack would never do that. Yeah. No, that's Jack fair. would never, never voluntarily drug himself. No, you're right. That... Even in a later episode where he needs to take some anesthetic. Yeah, he doesn't want to let go of control. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. fair enough, fair enough. So Juliet's maybe a little more in the middle than I give her credit for. And even her research, doing things that are supposedly impossible. Her her sister should not have been able to get pregnant. But she did the work anyway. Somehow figured it out. That has to be based in faith, because it wasn't based in scientific fact at that point. Oh, fair enough. Until she did it. it That's just my view. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I mean, that's, yeah. and that's, uh... And I'm just coming up with this as we're speaking. Oh, This isn't something good, I thought actually. about before. No? Not really. Oh. No, fair enough. That's, I mean, devil's advocate. It's a good place to be. Yeah. It's how these things kind of go forwards, back, yeah. and, back and forth. So I, I play mean, that game a lot. <laughs> yeah. You devil's advocate a lot. No, that's good. <laughs> I, I find myself being a bit of a contrarian myself. So, Derek, when you're watching this episode 16 here... And Juliet's trying to do right by everyone, and Jack sort of trusts her. No one else does. And we had kind of discussed this last time where, you know, Ben left Juliet behind, and we're going, is it a trick? Is it almost too obvious of a trick? Yeah. Like, when you're watching it, what were your thoughts going through? Before we get to the end of the episode. Before the ending happens. Before the ending happens? Before the ending happens and you know kind of where she stands. I thought she was still up to something. I thought it was still... This was still Ben's doing. You predicted it was an act the whole time? Yeah, it just seemed... I don't know. It just seemed like it was. Yeah. Maybe anyway. I don't know why. Maybe just because I didn't trust her. Yeah, no, but, fair enough. You know. I mean, a lot of people didn't trust her. There was a very clear divide on the on the Lost Boards yeah. at the time. Like, there was a camp that believed it. 
believed everything she was saying and yeah. people that believed nothing she was saying. Interesting. And the truth is sort of somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Which yeah. is why I guess the others are so good at manipulation because their live their lies always have a good portion of truth in them. And speaking of manipulation, I I made a note later in the episode about how she shut Saeed and Sawyer down immediately yeah, really. when they tried to stop her from getting the drugs to help Claire. Yeah. Like, she dropped the, the air of, you know, I'm just doing this to help you, blah, 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 and she goes right to their weak spots. Yeah. Uh, do you want them to know how many people you tortured? Do you want them to know that you murdered a guy before you came to this island, con man? Yeah. It's interesting that you two are the more, are positioning yourselves as the moral police right now. And just shuts them down, gets the medicine, goes and injects Claire. Yeah, they gave that up pretty easy, actually. Yeah. Well, because yeah. she's right. What what do, what position do they have to, to be the moral police? Yeah, exactly. They really don't. But you you start to forget from season one. That's season right, yeah. Two, how kind of how terrible flawed they, they were. Yeah, yeah. They're starting to kind of come around, and you really like these characters now, right? Yeah. And it just takes that one little reminder. It's like, no, no. They're all still really shitty people. Yeah, <laughs> and, and deep down, they all have—they're all seriously flawed, yeah. big time. And like they're slowly working their way towards redeeming themselves, but it's still going to take a few more seasons, I'd say. Yeah, I yeah, want to like some of the characters, but then I always think that later down the line, I'm not going to like them. Like, who, like, like who? Saeed. Like, I feel he's going to do something where I'm going to be like, yeah, because I like his character now. I don't know why, but there's something about him I like. Saeed might do some things that you question, but yeah. overall he's a he's a good dude. Yeah. He he definitely redeems himself by the end. He seems to know his shit. Yeah. Like. I mean the whole show is really a redemption story. I think all of the characters by the end of the story end up in a better position than they were at the beginning. Except fucking Michael. Okay, well that's not <laughs> Yeah, Michael's still an asshole through yeah. and through. Fucking God. Okay, so there's a couple assholes. But I mean the majority of them. I think you're you're sort of safe to invest in because they do end up better. You know, than who they were. Maybe yeah. I might be wrong, but it seems to me Hurley might be the only one throughout the whole show that doesn't really change how he is. Yeah, Hurley. Yeah, Hurley's a genuinely good dude. So I feel like I I like him right away. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's. I'm not worried about him changing. No. There's nothing that he'll yeah. ever do that'll make you question whether he's a good guy or not. Yeah. No, the shittiest thing that he ever did in his life was, like, get too fat and collapse a balcony. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Could happen to anyone, really. Yeah, and there's there's something that comes up later, but you... It's easy to justify his action. Yeah. Yeah, they all might do some questionable things, but deep down, I think they're all... They all end up being kind of good dudes. Yeah. And dudettes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even... Even people that you're not supposed to like, you'll end up liking. Like, Ben is... You'll love him by the end of the show, I'm sure. Really? Yeah? Yeah. He becomes a very interesting and fun character. Huh. Yeah, a lot of character, like, development. So I should wish his death now? Well, you can if you want. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I definitely Yeah, do. a lot of people yeah. do. Like, he's, he's a really fun character to watch, but he, yeah. he does some terrible things. Yeah. Horrible he, things. He's a very manipulative person. Like, I... Uh, related to that note that I mentioned earlier, he, I, I wondered if the others have like classes, have a like a class on how to manipulate people. Yeah. Because Juliet did exactly what Ben does. She, he, she's she playing a role, and then something happens that she can't just use that role to get out of it. 
So that she drops that and is very real with them for a moment and then switches back into that character. Like Ben with the his con yeah. on Sawyer. He's, he's playing a character through most of that. But it's all a manipulation. Yeah, I wonder if all of the others are that manipulative or if Juliet is just specifically trying to be as close to Ben as possible so that one day she might be able to get one out up on him and get the fuck off the island. Because we also see it with uh, uh, Ethan and Goodwin. They both play the roles when they first get to the beach, but then in certain instances that drops and they they get really manipulative and speak very real, but then they'll dr- jump back into the role as soon as that situation is dealt with. Yeah. Which is... Just acting classes. Yeah. Which makes me wonder if there's... if the others are purposely trained to do this. And who trains them? Ben? Jacob? And where did Ben get it from? Because the others didn't start with Ben. No. Dharma. So many questions. Dharma. (laughs) Well, and Dharma's super secretive too. Like we see in DOC, they had a secret room in their medical station. You have to to pull a hidden switch to open a door. A secret room in the secret medical station. On the secret island. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Man. How many layers of secrets does Dharma feel like they need? Yeah. Too many, apparently. We'll we'll come to learn later the whole thing was very compartmentalized. People working on one project had no idea what was happening with other projects. And that's part of the reason why the notes on the blast door map are so vague. Like, I think this is the the botany station. It's called the orchid, but it isn't necessarily to do with plants. (laughs) Just like the swan isn't necessarily to do with birds. (laughs) No, exactly. But you're right, it's very compartmentalized, and... The fields of study are so different, right? Yeah. I mean, you got guys studying, like, you know, geomagnetic whatevers. What the fuck do they know about botany? Yeah. <laughs> and the Hydra was the, the zoological station. What do those people know about weather, like, weather stations? Yeah, and, weather uh, control. Yeah. Or were they trying to uh, mind fuck a shark or something at some <laughs> point? Yeah, what were they doing with the shark? <laughs> yeah. Boog, you're making some weird noises, dude. Yeah, her, her uh, belly was rumbling pretty good last night when we went to bed. Are you hungry, buddy? <laughs> Want some snacks? She has a bone hidden in that blanket right there. Oh, did I reveal your secret, buddy? Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Big reveal. Yeah. All right. Um... I, made a, I made one note here. Uh, Juliet used to have sexy times with Goodwin. Oh, yeah. Saw that. They Let's were see. a couple. They definitely were. And then Goodwin got speared. Yeah. <laughs> It would have been interesting to see Juliet interact with uh, Anna Lucia. Big time. Yeah. But we never got to see that. No. That would have been a crazy fortunate, bitch Unfortunate. Fight. I don't know. I didn't like Anna Lucia, so I don't want her to survive this long, but I would have liked to see that interaction. Agreed. I think that would have been like a great mud wrestling scene or something. Yeah, it'd be better than Kate and Juliet getting her arm dislocated. Yeah, dislocated. Come on. <laughs> You were going to say something before I didn't make my good uh, note? No, no, not really. I mean, I'm just sort of going through what I, you know, sort of thought of there in this episode, but... Oh, I mean, and we find out that Ben has cancer in that episode. Does he... Do we find... We found out he has a tumor. Yeah. Yeah. Not all I mean, tumors are cancer. That's true, and but he does say... He does say cancer. Cancer. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, I guess it needs to be confirmed whether it's... Uh, and I don't think it is cancer because he never has any chemo treatment or anything after... He just gets better, like, once Jack After takes Jack out the tumor. It, yeah. Might not have been malignant or whatever they say there. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's... Does 
like Derek, is you not wondering, like how Jacob can cure Rachel's, like advanced cancer, and can't help Ben with his little tumor? Yeah. May not even be cancer. Yeah, it seems weird, eh? No one. There might be some more manipulation yeah. going on here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there is. <laughs> so if Jacob gave Ben cancer, why would Jacob give Ben cancer? That's a question that will not really be answered directly. But we could speculate later on. Sure. And I'm sure we will. <laughs> it's... I, I, I can't really say. If I say anything, it'll spoil a lot for the future. No, of course. It's, it's more of just a... I guess, I guess not really a question to be taken seriously at this point. Yeah. It's just food for thought. Yeah, just yeah. what's up with Jacob. Yeah, what what <laughs> is up with yeah. Jacob? No, fair enough. Um, anything else you got there, Dylan? Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, uh, Juliet explaining that the birthing problem is... Uh, is a result of the mother's body turning on the fetus? Yes. Uh-huh. The women die because their bodies treat the, the fetus like a like an abnormal growth of cells? Yeah. Or a cancer? Yeah, fair enough. And then the immune system turns on it? Yeah, there's like a... Attacks and destroys There's a lot of cancer stuff in this episode. Really. <laughs> yeah, there is, yeah. Fair enough. Claire's illness was the result of uh, some implant that the others put in her. Which I found really interesting because... That's, when, that's a planning ahead. Yeah. And remember when Ben Consoyer with the rabbit and they're like, yeah, we, you know, injected him with the thing and now when he gets excited, he dies or yeah, whatever. Yeah, his heart But it, it, it wasn't really. It was all just smoke and mirrors, which is what I always thought the others kind of were. They didn't have any, like, crazy tech. It was all just kind of smoke and mirror stuff, misdirection, that sort of thing. Yeah, because so all the technology like, on the island is, like, from the 70s. Yeah, and it's like now they go... We've activated the implant. I'm like, what the hell? That yeah. seemed just kind of a little out of character, I guess, for them. And I wonder if it's like the the flu they inject Snake Plissken with in Escape from L.A., where it's it's not something that's going to actually kill her. It's just Could it's just something to to create some pretty severe looking symptoms. I never saw that. It's a good movie. Is it good? Yeah, I think you'd like it. All right. It's exactly the same movie as Escape from New York. It's just Never it's saw placed in L.A. instead of New York. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. As Kurt Russell or something in there? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and we just made my mom watch the thing last week when she was here. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I should probably download that at some point. My list of stuff to watch now is just so ridiculous. You should purchase. Backlogged. <laughs> you should purchase yeah. in the future. Oh, yeah, fuck's sakes. <laughs> Whatever, man. Stream the damn thing. Yeah, there you go. Okay. I'm sure it's on Netflix. The thing? I'm not sure. No, I ha- we have it on DVD, so... We own it on DVD, so we watch it often. Goddamn. You guys own everything on DVD. We have a lot. You do have a lot. Sometimes we forget what we have. We'll go looking through the shelf thinking that we have something and can't find it. Turns out we don't always have it. <laughs> I'd say it's excessive, but it is not. No. There's no not for there. Not for how many movies we watch. I like that... Uh, the day of the crash, after after the plane breaks up, Ben takes Juliet to see Mikhail and proves to her that Jacob cured her sister. Yeah. She's alive, she has hair, her son is there. Julian, named after Juliet, which I thought was Touching. appropriate. That that uh, It definitely evoked emotions that the writers were going for. Yeah. The same feelings that Juliet is feeling. Definitely brought a tear to her eye. Yeah. Yeah, when that plane broke up, Ben was right on that. Yeah. With the 
you do this and you you got three days and it's like holy yeah it should take you three days to yeah. get there and yeah I think we got some time let's go I got some something to show yeah. you over at this other station <laughs> yeah he doesn't waste a lot of time that no Benjamin. no not unless he has to unless it's part of a manipulation like he was talking about how he wanted to play out Jack's manipulation over a longer period of time but things happened that made it force his hand yeah. right so Ben's manipulation is not always perfect <laughs> But he's always got a backup plan. Yeah. Yeah, contingency after contingency. The guy is on the ball. Yeah. It's almost frustrating because you yeah. can't get one up on him. No. And you see that when he's talking to Juliet, too. It's like, you know, what if she catches you in the lie? Then what do you do? Yeah. Like, he goes through the scenarios, right? Yeah. He, he, he knows what can go wrong and makes plans based on what could go wrong. Oh, guy's fantastic yeah again you, you love him but you hate him at the same time he's terrible but lovable somehow <laughs> respectable anyway yeah i guess <laughs> so moving on to the uh, desmond episode uh, we're at? uh no i think we're good on 16 thank god my boy des <laughs> desmond is my absolute favorite and i love all of his episodes there's a, there's a, a sneaky little easter egg in this episode too which one uh the monk's desk the head oh, monk. Yeah, yeah. There's a picture of him with Eloise Hawking on his desk. Oh, no kidding. Towards the end of the episode. Ah. I'll, uh, I'll bring up a picture here and I'll show you guys. Well, I do remember seeing a p- the picture of the monk and a lady, but I didn't make it out as Eloise. Well, that's kind of interesting. So then that begs the question, what is their relationship? I don't think we'll never get to know that. So that's not really a fair question to ask. Fair enough. You know we're never going to get to know that. No, but I'm, I'm just speculating. I like to speculate. All right, fair enough. Why would the dude have a picture of him and Eloise Hawking on his desk? I mean, it's on his desk for him to look at every single day. Like She must have meant, must have meant something to him, right? So there's the picture. It's obvious Photoshop. Yeah, the episode it doesn't look so bad. Actually, a really terrible picture. But yeah, there it is. Huh. And that's sitting on the, the, his desk, the monk's uh-huh. desk. Can't remember his name now. So what do you think? Son, mother? Uh, no. Aunt? I think I think he's too old to be her son. She's pretty old. Yeah, he's pretty old too, I guess. I'm, I'm really bad with ages, so... <laughs> I, uh... My theory to this is, relates to something we'll find out later. Like, okay. way later. Alright. But, uh, speaking... Like, we mentioned before how Eloise is... Talked about by the producers as a temporal policeman. Yes. Yeah. In flashes before her eye, before your eyes, and I think, I think her interaction with the with the monk, is part of that temporal policeman. I think, she's trying to move Desmond into a position where he needs to be. Like she knows he has to go to the island, so she's setting up circumstances that lead him to be there. You know, and I did think that kicking him out of the monastery was a little harsh for drinking a bottle of wine. Yeah, really. Yeah, and sudden. Yeah. I, I, yeah, and I think it's similar to how I think Echo ended up on the island in a similar way. Someone manipulated him to put him on a path that gets him on the island. Fair enough. That damn Eloise. <laughs> yeah, manipulative bitch, just like Ben. Just like Ben. Oh, only her her motives are even less clear. Yeah. <laughs> More bigger picture, I guess. Yeah, we have no idea what she's up to now. No, it's like cosmic scale. Yeah. Yeah, whatever she's planning is for way down the line. Because this is... this Catch-22, the flashbacks take place... They're the story of how he meets Penny in the first place. Yeah. 
So this is this is the earliest we've seen in Desmond's life so far. So this means that he like three he was on the island for three years, I think, before the plane crash. Yeah, something like that. And, and then, he was with Penny for how long before he bailed on her to go to the island? Yeah, that was in nineteen ninety six, I think. Right. So this is like before any of that. That means and in two thousand four is when the plane crashes. So all this manipulation is going on like years before anything years before the story takes place proper. Yeah, she's setting things up. Yeah. Like a decade, you know. At like, least. Yeah. At least a decade ahead of time. Yeesh. <laughs> and butterfly effect. Yeah. Yeah, slightly bigger picture than Ben. <laughs> yeah. It well, we'll say that she has a, like a a wider view. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. So it's funny, Desmond, I mean he gets um the the episode starts off Desmond and his flashback, right? The or only, flash forward or whatever. The only flashes we ever actually see him get. Yes. And I like his description of them being like pieces to a puzzle. And if anything changes, then the picture on the box changes. I thought that was a really like interesting and simple way to kind of bring it down. Like, so almost everyone can understand that. That's his interpretation. But I will say I, I am 100% sure he's wrong. Absolutely. And that's what I have <laughs> in here, right? Like, Cause he thinks that he thinks that saving Charlie turned the parachutist from Penny into someone else. And uh, there's no but way that doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense. No. Not a lick of it. Yeah. And yeah. So my, my thing is that, but he's just so worried about it, right? Like he's so sure that it's Penny to begin with. And like, why would he be? I think, I think the way we're presented with it is important too, because we see the circumstances that lead up to, we see Charlie get shot in the neck with the arrow. Yeah. And then we get a bunch of seer- the flashes of what happens, like, connected to that. Yes. And I think that saving Charlie is key to making sure things happen the way they're supposed to. The island wants him to save Charlie. Charlie getting an arrow to the neck isn't supposed to happen. But Desmond wanted it to happen, right? Because he, th- he assumed he that... Penny, right? He assumed that if he saves Charlie, that it might not then Penny might not end up on the island. We know that his interpretation doesn't make sense because why would saving Charlie turn that into a completely different person? Yeah. Change the parachutist. Which for several episodes, that's all we're going to be able to refer to her as because we don't get her name. She doesn't have a name yet. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine, though. No, you're absolutely right. Like, there's, there's no way that... I mean, it's an interesting way of bring that down to the viewers and how he's kind of interpreting his visions but yeah there's no and it explains way that his it motivation would... for thinking that he might let charlie die yeah because he's very conflicted through the whole thing like he he wants to save charlie's life but he also really wants penny to come to the island yeah i still can't believe that he would possibly think that penny would be looking for him like, after he ran out on her, yeah. and after all these years, and he really, truly believes that it's going to be her, that sounds like some wishful thinking right from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, he's not completely wrong, but that's no. kind of spoilery, so we'll not yeah. get into that too much. Absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll find out more about that in um, the season four premiere, I believe. Yeah. It starts with a scene we will not understand. No. <laughs> But yeah, it's pretty pretty big leap on Desmond's part. But hey, whatever. It's all good. But I mean, 
you have a power where you, you can see the future. You think you're changing things, but in my opinion, he's just making sure things happen the way they're supposed to. And that is the way that Lost has put forward time travel. Yeah. Things always happen exactly how they're supposed to. Yeah. And we'll get into more of that. They'll, they'll like... I think it's season five. They give us a full-on, very simple explanation of how time travel works. Yeah. It's, it's a lot less complicated than some, than some works of fiction, the way they play with time travel. Yeah, yeah it's not like Doctor Who. It's like Terminator. Yeah, Love yeah, you can't change things. Things will happen the way they're supposed to happen. Yeah. It's just how you get there can change. Slightly. Yeah. Minor events can change, but major events have to happen. Yeah, even if you know something is going to happen and you try to change it, it doesn't matter. The universe will find a way to make your new action still affect the end result. At best, you can. what you can do is play your historical part in whatever actions are playing out. So, like, if... If, uh, say, someone time-traveled back to kill Hitler, they would ultimately fail, and it would just be part of History. Hitler's story. Yeah. And it will all, always have happened that way. There always would have been a Hitler. Yeah, and so if you... there always would have been a guy trying to kill him. Yeah. So if you look at the timeline on, on a objective scale, like you take yourself out of the timeline, you're just looking at it as its own thing, the person would just pop into existence... In, in the past to try to kill Hitler. And then it wouldn't be until they actually time travel back in time that the Observer would know where that person came from. But uh, that they would always be part of that yeah. event. It's it's hard. Yeah, you'll see there be a, there are, there's going to be a lot more examples it's later on. <laughs> there are simple explanations in the show will give it, but when you try to yeah. get into the details, it gets more complicated. <laughs> yeah, so now Desmond, he's in the... Uh... He's a monk. That's kind of cool. I yeah, guess. I didn't see that coming, actually. No. No, I didn't see it either. I don't think anybody did on Lost yeah. Boys either. No. He didn't seem like the someone... Monk a man of God. Not yeah. at all. But I like where you know, he got pissed drunk <laughs> one day, you know, passed out in the street, and someone offered to help him. Yeah. It's like... God, I love his fiance too. Well, it's a good thing a shepherd didn't help you out. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be off with the bloody sheep. <laughs> and he probably would. Yeah, you just yeah. seem so like easily influenced, Desmond. I do like that they like they constantly point out how he does have a bigger role to play in things. Desmond is a very important character. Yeah. And they they don't get they won't get into specifics for a long time. But I've always liked this character. Yeah. From the get go, right? Yeah. He's well, he's. He's a very likable actor. Yeah. He's charismatic, his character yeah. is. Yeah. He's not always depressed or moody or whatever. He's pretty happy-go-lucky, but like you said, he plays a very key role in the events, so yeah. it's easy to get drawn towards him. Yeah. I made a note that Kate is acting very distant with Sawyer when they get back to the to the camp. Well, For yeah. a little bit She's anyway. being kind of a bitch. <laughs> then she sees Kate, or uh, Jack, and... Juliet having dinner and she immediately jumps into Sawyer's bed. Yeah. She's so messed up. Yeah. yeah, she has some serious issues. Yeah, big time. I think it all goes back to her mom's comment about how you can't help who you love. She yeah. loves Sawyer, but yeah. she's like attracted to the idea of Jack. Oh. Yeah, I guess that, yeah. Makes sense, eh? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Because her, her thing for Sawyer never goes away. No. No. 
but she always feels a thing for Jack. But I don't, I don't think, she, I don't think she ever loves Jack. Yeah, yeah, she's a little messed up. Yeah, she has <laughs> issues. She does, and and you know, like if her and Sawyer were to settle down and buy a house together, like that would be an absolute disaster. Just like just like her mom Nathan and Fillion. Yeah, just like Nathan poor Nathan Fillion. Because <laughs> Kate runs. But but Jack and Kate wouldn't work out any better either. No. So Kate just doesn't work out, period. No, because she's got issues that she has to deal with, and until she deals with that, she's never going to have a healthy relationship with anybody. Yeah. I uh, I made a note here about Jen telling a ghost story. Yeah, me too! I, I just said that. I'm, Jen I'm, telling uh, stories around the campfire. I, <laughs> I meant to look up what it was, but I forgot. I was just going to say, I hope I wrote down, like, I hope Dylan has the translation ready for us. Uh, <laughs> if I go to the trivia for the episode, they probably have it. Oh, oh yeah. man, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jin's Korean language ghost story translates as, and the girl turned to the man who saved her and said, thank God, I was afraid you were the hook man. And the man looked at the girl with a smile and said, don't worry, little girl, my hook is still in your father's head. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. What a fantastic story. Where is he? Here. Yeah, there it is. Look at that. Make sure you put that up uh, with the cast or whatever when you upload this thing. Yeah, and I translated, uh, I went to look at the parachutist translation of what she said to, to Mikhail too. Yes, because it seems very obvious that Mikhail is lying about yeah. what she's saying. And yeah. you know it because he's a little bastard. So. Yeah. Yeah, and well, and the look on his face, he's clearly not telling them the truth. No. Because it's like, they ask him what she said and he hesitates for a second. Yeah, he goes, yeah. oh, she said, uh, thank you. Thank yeah. you for helping. Yeah. <laughs> Rule number one is all the others lie about everything all the damn time. Ben doesn't lie. He uh, he gets he gets upset. real upset when Juliet calls him a liar. Yeah, yeah. And, and what did I say like literally ten minutes ago? Is that all of their lies are like seated in truth? Yeah. So that's why I hate them so damn much. Yeah, it's it's hard to trust anything they say, but everything they say is kind of true. Yeah. Makes for good manipulation. I guess you could say that when they're when Ethan and and Goodwin are playing their roles, they're lying. And Juliet's lying when she's playing a role, but it's like... Well, everyone's lying when they're acting. Yeah, yeah. it's it's part of the manipulation. They, yeah. they can't. They're lying about who they are, but they're not lying about what they're they're doing, I guess. Well, she sort of is. Yeah, that's what I mean. There, you, can't, you don't even know when she's lying and when she's not, or you can't even give any hard rules to it. It's like some things she says are truthful, other things aren't so much, yeah. and the lines blur. yeah. It's, it's, it's very real, this show, and the way people act. Yeah. Yeah, what? I thought, did I write that down in the next episode or whatever? Oh, yeah, I just have a note at the very end here saying, like, everyone lies so much in this show. Like, good guys, <laughs> bad guys, everyone in between. Everyone just lying to one another. I started thinking, do we lie this much, like, in real life here? Like, it would be an interesting experiment to just observe a few people and just, like, record the amount of, like, white lies, fibs, you know, half-truths yeah. that we tell, like, on a daily basis. Yeah. Because I bet you it's staggering. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it, it is. is. Yeah, for sure. We all, and we lie to ourselves, too, yeah. all the time. Every day. Yeah. Every moment of the day. Every <laughs> moment of the day. I'm trying to find something funny and self-deprecating to say, but I've got nothing right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, every day I look in the mirror, say, hey, good looking. No, There'd probably be something so terrible that we'd have to cut. Yeah, definitely. yeah. <laughs> like that. Please cut that. <laughs> Are you talking about alcoholism or something? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a fan favorite of mine. <laughs> uh, Jack is right when he tells Kate that things will go wrong soon enough. Yeah. Oh. When she's like, I don't know what to do with myself. Like. Yeah. Stay. Stay tuned yeah. next week. Yeah. Because yeah, things, things happen on Shit Island. <laughs> but it's a nice reprieve for the characters. You know, they settle in a little bit, and you almost get a nice little break. break you can yeah. relax with them. Right before, like, this last run of episodes up to the finale where it's just a gong show. Yeah, once, once, once that girl ends up on the island, things go south real fast. Real yeah. fast. Yeah, you might as well have drawn... Parachuter? Yeah. Parachuter. Yeah. She might as well have parachuted onto the island with a big gong yeah. <laughs> to ring. <laughs> yeah, things aren't going good from this point forward. No, definitely mm-hmm. not. But that's all right, because it'll keep us entertained. For and there's a time. lot of interesting stuff coming up. We'll get a lot of information. So I love that last scene, you know, with Desmond finally meeting Penny at the very end there, loading crates up, and it cuts, like, back and forth to him saving the parachuter in the tree, but still has, like, the voiceover from the previous scene, like, playing through yeah. the current current day events. I thought that was really well done with the music and everything. It's like That's, like, a typical lost scene where it's just fantastic yeah you're kind of glued to it for whatever reason even though i've seen it it pulls you right four in. times before <laughs> you know I'm, t- I'm writing notes through the whole episode sort of like half paying attention right and then like that comes on you just sort of like take a break and you're watching this you're going man that's good <laughs> and then it ends up <laughs> that's not even good being, stuff yeah <laughs> it, it ends up not even being penny which yeah. you know, sucks for des and that's but, not the last time that's going to happen no gonna have a, a penny misdirection yeah yeah exactly <laughs> But she does know Desmond's name and has a photo of him and Penelope. Yeah, yeah so there's some connection so there. There yeah. is a connection there. So And we also find out that she's not looking for Flight 815 because supposedly that plane was found and full of bodies. <laughs> full of bodies. So is that misdirection or is that true? Or yeah. We know that, but what do you think? What did that line lead you to believe? Do you think she's telling the truth, first of all? Or is this just another one of Ben's plots to uh, destroy the morale of the Losty? Yeah, <laughs> she is. She is playing. That's what I believe. <laughs> yeah. yes, somehow it's yeah. all Ben's fault. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past the others to yeah to like stab themselves in the abdomen just to just to manipulate the Losties. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely, for sure. But uh, but no, that's not it. No, <laughs> no, no. I'll tell you that much at least. <laughs> And we see the return of Mikhail, who we thought was dead. Yeah, that's right. A little bastard. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna quote a future episode. Fortunately, the fence wasn't set to a lethal level. <laughs> God damn it! I think that's the next episode anyway. Yeah, so it's I not a big spoiler. <laughs> oh, okay. Set the fence to stun. Yeah. Like, I thought the fence just had, it was like on or off. Yeah. Like um, repel monster, don't repel monster. <laughs> when we when we saw Juliet open it, there was a dial, right? Is it a dial? Yeah. Okay. I was too busy looking at the blood squirting from Mikhail's ear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty gruesome. His, Classic. But like uh, like you said, wounds heal very fast on the island. But yeah, that's true. So the, maybe a day and a half. I keep wanting to call the parachutist by her name, but you're not supposed to know it yet. No, so don't. But she keeps, she, uh, what was I going to say? Well, she'll be back up on her feet in no time. Yeah. Like uh, he says, a day, day and a half, she'll be, she'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. And she will. People heal much, much faster on the island. Yeah. It doesn't just affect sperm counts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Which, that's the next episode. We'll get to that. Thank God. I can't <laughs> wait. 
Can't we talk with sperm counts yeah. in the last ease? <laughs> the flashing red light that Desmond saw was the parachutists ditching their helicopter. Yeah, just like the pallet drop, right? Like it's got the little beacon. Yeah, so you can you can see it falling. Yeah, but I don't know. You hear something splash in the water, but it, it's not the helicopter. The helicopter ends up landing, does it not? No. Different helicopter? That helicopter is crashed. Okay. They took two helicopters in? There are two helicopters, but we haven't seen the other one yet. Okay. Okay. I believe that's yeah. a next season. Thing. I think, yeah, it is. It totally is. Okay, now I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. <laughs> Things are all blurring together. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You want to talk about sacrifice at all? or? Uh, yeah, we can. Isaac and Abraham. I'm not big Bible guy, but... Sacrifices will be made on the show. Oh, yes. No, definitely. I was more referring to, uh, you know, Desmond's... You know, he believes it's a test, right? Where he's got to sacrifice Charlie in order to get Penny, much like Abraham was asked to sacrifice his son Isaac for the Almighty God. But in the end, he sacrifices reunite his potential reuniting with Penny to save Charlie's life. And... I'm surprised he's not more upset at himself for that because, like he says, he keeps saving Charlie and the universe keeps trying to course correct and kill him. Yeah, or what he thinks. That's right, exactly. So like, this, this is from Desmond's perspective, right? This and what Eloise has told him. like he, His current beliefs. I think she was manipulating him because she knew... I think she knows things without oh. getting into details. Well, she obviously knows things. She's time police. Yeah. <laughs> And we'll never get a full answer on how she knows these all these things. No. no. She's like a convenient character that the writers have thrown in there basically just to like explain things that they don't know how else to explain more naturally with the characters they actually have written. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I think that, that's yeah. basically sort of, her purpose. Sort of, yeah. At this yeah. point, yes. Yes. <clears throat> her, her role will expand. We'll learn a little more about her. But Yeah. Yeah. Then they write her something sort of useful. But at this point, it's like... What are we going to do? I don't know. We need to explain this. Carlton, how are we going to explain this? I don't know. Here's Mary Poppins. Yeah. Here's a random woman who knows everything. Yeah, and just accept it, you know, which is fine. I mean, they've told us to just accept shit for like the last three seasons. Yeah, that's what this show is we, all about. Yeah, yeah. just accept and it. We've, yeah. we've done it, so what's one more? Well, I think the others are like, the, the, the difference between the others and the Lossies is very much like the audience. There are people that can accept things without being told exactly what's going on, and there's people that can't. There's yeah. people that get mad at the show for not giving us answers. And I there's think, people like me who are perfectly fine with not having the answer to everything as long as they answer the, the important things, the things that you need to know to understand the plot. Yeah. I think that's a pretty great like, you know, parallel you've drawn there. That's fantastic. Again, just off, off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, no, you're absolutely <laughs> right. There, you know, we have... There is the audience of faith and the audience of science, sort yeah. of, right? Well, I mean, like, uh, the difference between Locke and, and Jack, too. It's one one will accept things on faith and one can't. Yeah. One is just incapable of doing it. Yeah, needs to have the visual proof right in front of them. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I think, how a lot of viewers were with the show is, yeah, they get mad or, you know, not. And we'll see later on the thing Jack sometimes can't even accept things that he's seen with his own eyes. <laughs> yeah. No, he's got he figures there's a logical explanation for There him. has to be because his worldview won't allow magic or fantasy things to exist. It's a tough place to be. Yeah. Yeah, when you've grown up believing that the world is rational and then you find out that things are not as rational as you think, 
it's it's pretty hard to for your mind to wrap itself around that. Absolutely. But I do like that bit with the audience there. I'm sure there are you know I'm sure they've lost many viewers to the lack of answers on that show. And they had like right up to the finale they had people expecting there was gonna be answers for everything. Even though the writers were saying the whole last season, you're not gonna get an answer for everything. There are some questions that are just questions. That don't matter for the if it doesn't matter for the plot, you're probably not gonna find out. And that's fine. Yeah. But there's some people that can't accept that. And that's that's fine too. I think it's neat that the writers end up you know, maybe not so much spoon feeding you the answers, but leaving little hints. Yeah, they leave throughout the episodes. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it, it gives it a lot of rewatch value, right? Yeah. Because you can watch it two or three times, and each time it'll make more and more sense. I yeah. admittedly, the first time I saw Lost, I maybe absorbed like sixty percent. Yeah, it seems I like really that. did not. Uh, even a lot of the character connections, like I totally missed. I absorbed a lot more, but that's because I spent so much time on. IMDb talking about it. Yeah. So I was going back and reflecting on the things that I'd seen and and going to Lostpedia and catching like catching details that I missed when I watched it, but yeah. someone else had seen. And I think the show is like the community aspect of like discussing the episodes and and, and things like that was really important to the show because without that, I feel like you would lose a lot of viewers. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of details I wouldn't have picked up on if not for the discussions that I had. Absolutely, and unfortunately, I didn't end up on the message boards or up on the forums or anything because I just wasn't doing that at that time in my life. But I would have been able to put that much more together, right, with with the help of the community rather right. than you know, sit in my room and watch it for the third time over again because, damn it, I didn't quite understand it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's not so much a problem of understanding what you're seeing. You can understand everything that you're seeing but miss details that hint at other things. Some of those unanswered questions. Yeah, exactly. Like the the birthing issue things. It's easy to, it's easy to miss details like no woman survives, their, has made it to their third trimester. People can forget things. Sure. That's not necessarily an important detail. Mm -hmm. Until it is, though. Like, yeah. With the show, you never know. Yeah. It's hard to pick out, like, small clues that point to bigger things because it could just be me bullshitting a connection. <laughs> like we've talked about before, is it a clue or is it is it just shit that I'm throwing, I'm just connecting myself? Yeah. Is it purposeful or is it bullshit? Yeah. And you never really know. No. Just got to have faith. So now that we've, uh, we're talking about the pregnancies and the sperm counts, let's jump ahead to 17. All right, let's jump into 17. Oh, uh, one, more, one more about... Uh, or one more back at 16? Uh, no, that 17 was catch-22. Uh, my note is that God does have bigger plans for Desmond. When the monk is telling him that I think God has bigger plans for you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. God does have bigger plans for Desmond. Is it God or is it Jacob? Well, I think it's... Is it Jacob God? No. <laughs> Jacob is, is important, but he's not God. But uh, Desmond does have a very important role to play in this story. That's, again, the audience giving... Or the writers giving the, the audience a big clue. Yeah. Desmond will be a very important character. To the point where God needs him to do things. <laughs> 
I don't think they can see you do the finger quotes. Yeah. I figured the way I said it. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> the way I said it, I think, implied finger quotes. Not trying to be an asshole, uh, just pointing it out. I do that. I do. I've done, I did that a lot in the early episodes too. Yeah. I forget this is not a visual medium. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're talking about one, but this isn't one. Yeah. No. Okay, so now we can go into data conception. Yes. So we have some Jin Sun stuff here. Yes. Yeah. I Still don't care about them. Yeah. <laughs> I have a hard time caring about the Jin Sun storyline. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, we're going to go through this again. It's like Kate. It's very repetitive. We get that they, they have marital, marital issues. Yeah. 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 And Jin has a problem with the the shame he feels over, the, over his coming from being poor. Yes. Like, I don't know. Get over it, Jim. And get over it, son. Like, the flashback stories are getting very repetitive at this point. Yes. But that's... You can only tell so many flashbacks, I guess, right? Before you've sort of caught up on all the characters. Because the characters are what they are. Like, what we see on the island is informed by who they were in the past. That's right. So you can, even if you want to write some, like, nifty flashback sequence or whatever you can't take the character right off into the rhubarb yeah it's, because that's it's, not they're still they gonna are. be who they are that's yeah. right all you're doing is reinforcing who they are that's like right. kate runs we get it yeah some some characters flashbacks are more interesting because you get details like Locke's backstory is interesting because there's there's aspects to his past that you don't expect yeah. like working on the pot farm yeah yeah that was a good one <laughs> but like with kate it just gets repetitive because her story always boils down to she runs. She runs, yeah. Jin and Jin and Sun, they have marital issues. Yeah. It's just the same thing being reinforced over and over again. But hey, let's go through it anyway because we're here. Derek and I drove here, yeah. so we might as well talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that Sun and Jin are bad characters or what happens on the island is is bad. No, and it's actually, just the flashback you... stuff doesn't. It's not adding anything. At no, that's right. That's yeah. right. You do. Like, I, I learned to like their characters kind of more and more, like, on the island. Yeah. Once they sort of patch things up and become a little more functional. Yeah, once he gets back from his raft trip. Yeah. Yeah. But, but everything before that is kind of like, all right, move it along, boys. Yeah. Like, yeah. I almost want to fast forward through it. I hate to say it. <laughs> Honestly, on most of my rewatches, when, like, when we're not talking about it, I will skip Kate episodes. Yeah, yeah, because I don't care. I I know what happens in the episode. I just don't care to see her flashbacks. Yeah, her flashbacks don't do anything for me, so I don't want to watch it. And I mean, different strokes for different folks. I'm sure there's some people that love Jin Sun or love Kate as. Oh, definitely. You know, absolutely. It's just it's not for me, and I'm glad yeah. we're sort of all in agreement with kind of what we like and what we don't like. So it's easy for to skip through some stuff here, but. Uh, I'm sure there's some people that some of my lost people from. <laughs> IMDb I have on my Facebook and I'm sure I'm sure there's plenty of them that like the Sun and Jin episodes and they like the Kate episodes they're just not for me no yeah. not for me either but uh, it's good the first time around aside oh, from the flashbacks no yeah. no of course of course I mean it's probably even good the second time around to be honest with you because you can really sort of pick up on some things but again this is like my whatever fourth time going through the series I'm over it yeah. I know how Jin and Sun end up Let's just power through it, boys. Yeah, let's get there. Let's get there. <laughs> so you find out that Jin is the son of a prostitute. Yeah. Yeah, which Jin doesn't even know. No, poor Jin, because his dad has lied to him. 
Who might not even be his dad, we who find out. might not yeah. even be his dad. He's like, I don't know if I'm even his father, but who else was going to raise him? Yeah. Which is very noble of, yeah. Yeah. of him, you know. Which I think is way more respectable than any, like, Mr. Mr. Like, son's father. Yeah. Is very respected in the Korean community, but well, his like dad... respect or fear? Yeah. yeah. But his dad is looked down upon because he's poor, but in the end... He's a more respectable human being than than son's father ever is. That's right. Yeah. He's basically his her father's basically a gangster. Yeah. And uses Jin as a an enforcer, but his Jin's father is a very kind person. And I think I think son recognizes that, and that's why he wants to keep the secret. Yeah. Yeah. So I I like when and you find out later that it's Jin's mother. I mean, if you didn't already put that together yeah. from the beginning, <laughs> but uh, I thought. That was the whole point, is it was pretty obvious. Yeah. And then it's like this big reveal, you know, that she's actually the mother. Yeah, like, some figures it out. Oh, I thought that was kind of the point. But, yeah. All right, yeah. moving moving on. <laughs> but, you know, she is trying to entice Sun to giving her money and whatnot to uh, to bury these secrets. And Sun's saying, like, you know, I don't care if Jin's father is a fisherman or the mother's a prostitute or whatever. And then later she goes home and starts like poking at Jin, like, so, uh, you know, when when did you say your parents died? Yeah. And like, damn it, son, like, care or don't care. If you truly don't care, just fucking let it die, man. Yeah. Move on with your marriage. And and while she doesn't care, Korean society cares. Yes, fair enough. And so she needs to go and, and buy this person off. Yeah, because... But don't be pestering poor Jin about it. Buy yeah. her off in secret. Yeah, which she, she ultimately ends up doing. That's right. But yeah, it's... Don't pester him about it. Yeah. Because he's not, he's not going to tell you the truth because well, he's ashamed of it. That's right. Exactly. Or unless it matters to you. And if it does matter to you, then sit down and fucking talk to him about it. I mean, talk to him honestly about it. Yeah. Don't try to, like, do this con answer of, that of your husband. That's yeah. right. It just <laughs> seems so kind of, like, snaky. And that's... But that, again, is repetitive, kind repetitive of. of Sun's character. She lies and she manipulates. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I love, you know, she's sitting down with Jin's father, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the air quotes on air again. Yeah. But uh and she's going Aaron he's telling her that Jin's mother has been with many men and I didn't even know if I was the father and then later on in the episode their son having been with many men and not knowing whose father <laughs> her yeah. son who the father of her child is, yeah. yeah. I'm sure that was the whole point of it, but I mean it's just, yeah, the, the, just the fantastic. Well, I think I think the writers did that on purpose, where they of course the on island story parallels what's happening in the flashback story. Sometimes it's more obvious than other times. Absolutely, but it's just it's funny that Sun's willing to buy this woman off to hide the shame that she has just gone and done herself. You know, not to the same extent, I guess, but and when and when Juliet reveals that men men's sperm count on the island is five times greater than off the island. Sun is conflicted because she doesn't want to die because she had sex with with Jin on the island and became pregnant. But at the same time, she doesn't want to be pregnant with another man's child. So it's like... It's a no-win. It's, it's two yeah. things that she doesn't really want. Yeah. yeah. Neither neither outcome is preferable to her, but... Yeah, they're, it's bad outcome no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they can maybe get her off the island before she gets to the middle of her second trimester, or you know, cure whatever disease ends up uh, doing what it is that it does. Come on, Juliet, figure it out. 
Yeah, but I don't think it's a disease. I think no, it's, I it's, whatever it is, the the mystical. Uh, it's it's something to do with the island that happened long way, time way ago. Back. Long yeah. time ago, a lifetime ago, you could say, <laughs> for a certain character, who will remain nameless. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't give too much away of poor Derek here. Yeah, no, because that's a season five, five or six answer. I thought you were yeah. gonna say six again. No. I think it's five. Okay. I think it's five too. I could be wrong though. But I'm pretty sure it's five. Anyway, so there's there's a couple couple things that uh, could save some there, but uh, well, we'll see if she lives or dies. Yeah, yeah, we won't find out for another season. So I can go either way on her. Yeah, she doesn't have that much. No, she's just kind of there a lot of the time. Yeah, she's not as key as some other characters. Oh, so I was wondering. So Jin's father mentioned that he might not actually be his father. And this is more for Dylan here because, you know, he's been on the board since 1972. Um, <laughs> it, do they ever hint at who Jin's real father might be or could be? Or is it all just assumed to be Mr. Kwan and we just live with that? At the time, a lot of people were assuming that the guy in the Dharma videos was Jin's father. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> But, I mean, that's just because he's Asian. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, <laughs> like Why not, eh? the one other Asian character. There's right? nothing really to connect them. There's no hint of a connection there. It's no, that's kind of what I was The one other Asian thinking. character that we have on the show. They just assumed that, that there's a connection there, but... Without much evidence, though? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've, ne- I've never seen it. I don't recall any evidence of who his actual father is, if it's not the fisherman. Yeah. No, fair enough. That's, I was just curious. And you said you didn't get the translation of uh, the parachutist, eh? I did, but I forgot what it is. I'll go. I'll go grab it again. Okay. Real quick here. Just because I am very interested to see what she actually said, because as mentioned before, pretty obvious that Mikhail was lying as to his translations. Uh, in Portuguese, she says, uh, "Mikhail Klanzitz, thank you for helping me." But what she actually says is, "I am not alone." Ah, uh, nice. In a Brazilian accented Portuguese. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah. She speaks a lot of languages. Yeah. And so does Mikhail, which makes sense because he's the communication person. Yeah. But yeah, she speaks a lot of languages. I am not alone. I love it. So who do you think she's with? I have no idea. <laughs> which is fair because we don't know. Yeah. We're not supposed to know at this point. Yeah. I'm sure people assumed it was the others, but... Yeah, a split faction. This is this a is a long faction. way to go. Yeah, this is a long way to go. You stab yourself. Well, I mean, you thought. Yeah. You stab yourself in the long with <laughs> with a stick just to <laughs> just to manipulate the losses. Yeah. Just to let them know that their plane was found with bodies in it. Yeah. No one's that they're supposedly dead. Yeah. And she knows Desmond by name. Yeah. Just destroy their morale. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long way. Which to go. led people to again speculate that they that they're dead, that the island is the afterlife. of but yeah, the purgatory. That I will I will dismiss that. That is not true. No, <laughs> they are not dead. Everything is happening. <laughs> what they're doing has greater consequences for the for the rest of the world. Yes, I made a note that that secret room in the in the the medical hatch is not the only secret room we'll see. No, oh. no, like as mentioned before, there's friggin' secret rooms everywhere in this <laughs> yeah. damn place. Yeah. 
Like again, it's not enough that you have buried secret hatches, but now you got to have secret rooms in the secret hatches, and I'm sure there's some secret drawers in the secret room. <laughs> well, yeah, there's probably some more hidden secrets. Yes. <laughs> again, it's like, damn it, Damon, we're running out of space to hide things. Yeah. I don't know. Well, let's have a secret wardrobe in the secret room in the secret hatch. And the secret wardrobe goes to a secret world. Yeah. Damn it, call it Narnia. Wait, that's an on you thing. They can go in the, when those alternate endings they came up with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just writing out right off another rhubarb. Is that how Survivor ends? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I've never, I've watched never it. seen it. <laughs> oh, it's so great. <clears throat> I think my favorite ending is the Sopranos ending, though. Yeah. That was ends so in the great. middle of a sentence. Oh, so great. <laughs> but what about the Party of Five episode? No. <laughs> I mean, they do, no, the, they do all one that's a part of the five good. ending. All of the endings are good, but out of all of them, I think the Sopranos one's my favorite. I think that would have made people even more mad. Can you imagine that? People were already mad at the ending, and they, I think I think ending in the middle of a sentence would have pissed people off so bad. Yeah. They well, would have burned ABC Studios to the ground. But were people not, like, phoning HBO to complain about the Sopranos? I feel like they probably were. Oh, yeah, big time. I didn't. I didn't watch it. But I, I remember there was a huge uproar about them like ending in the middle of a sentence. It just cuts. Yeah. Cuts to black and the credits roll. And that's yeah. it. No, it's and, amazing. Uh, personally, I think it's a fantastic ending, but uh, it's sort of it's a little bit before my time there. Like, I'm watching it, you know, years after. So. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like it's like the ending to Lost. People don't like it, but I think it fits. I think some people. I think it's very polarizing. I wouldn't say people didn't like it. I know a lot at, of at the time, a lot of people didn't. I liked it. I always thought it fit the series. Yeah, me too. I thought it was fantastic. I think the people that were upset were expecting something else. They like, set something what? else up in their mind. Well, I can't really tell you. Uh, well. Yeah, well, trust me. We'll, we'll kill a whole friggin' three-hour cast on the finale. Yeah, yeah. When we get to the finale, we'll we'll get into why why people didn't like it. Well, like, I'm going to have a friend of ours, mine and Sarah's, come in and, and like, she wants me to explain the ending to her. In a way that doesn't make people mad. Because she was mad about the ending? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was not happy with the ending. So she wants me to, to explain it in a way that won't piss her off. So you guys are going to argue? Possibly. Probably. Nice. <laughs> that's, where, that's where the controversy will really come in. That's right, yeah, good. <laughs> bring my popcorn, or yeah. bring some beers, yeah. make a night of it. Yeah, yeah the, the whole episode will be that Michael Jackson eating popcorn meme. <laughs> It'll be the living embodiment thereof. Yeah. I made a note here that uh, Jin's pride is what gets in the way of their happiness in most cases. All the secrets that he keeps, the working for her father, the the death of the supposed death of his parents, all the secrets he keeps are a direct result of him being ashamed of his past and not wanting to reveal certain things. And you wonder if he just would have came clean from the get-go, like, would son not have ever considered him as a husband with that kind of a background? I don't think she would care. I I honestly think that she does not care about his past. This is all in his mind. Yeah. That she she would care? That it's uh, Korean culture, I want to say, because it's very class-based and and respect. Like, people from lower classes are looked down upon and and a lot of people wouldn't, wouldn't like the fact that son hooked up with a person from a lower class, someone poor. Yeah. So is, is it even really realistic to say that they would have ended up together to be like to begin with? 
I don't know because like I don't I don't understand Korean culture that well. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> but I know I know that respect and, and class has a lot to do with their society. Like, it's not like America where a rich person marrying a poor person is everyday thing that just happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not a thing because rich and poor people don't really interact in the same way in Korea as they would in North America. Yeah. And it's not great in America. But if you're hot, you can easily hook up with a rich person. That's right. <laughs> Hotness doesn't isn't really a factor in Korean culture no. for that. Fair enough. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I made a note here that Hawaii was successfully made to look like Korea again. <laughs> they do a really yes. good job at yeah. making Hawaii look like other places. They do. Like you never you don't even think about it. But then I'll watch and I'll be like this isn't Korea. Yeah. But they made it look like Korea. Yeah, you totally forget about it. Man, you should go to Hawaii. That's very expensive. Yeah, I know, but it's going to be cool. Wouldn't it be cool? Yeah, just that's a lot of money that we don't have. I'm going to just see what a flight cost there is real quick. Just yeah, yeah. Just look that up for us. Because yeah. <clears throat> then there's also hotel accommodations. Yeah, you don't get a lot of, or imagine a lot of all-inclusive to Hawaii. No, like yeah, I don't think it's like Cuba or something like that, yeah. And if it is all-inclusive, you're probably paying out the ass for it. Yeah. You guys are really ruining my fun here. Well, hey, man, we live in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> when do you guys want to go to Hawaii? Yeah. Summer, fall? Well, summer is really only our, our only option because Sarah yeah. can't take time yeah. off in the winter. Let's say mid-August, just for fun. Maybe it might... Be a little cheaper because it's. Yeah, because people don't want to go to tropical places in the summer. No. It's so fucking hot. Yeah. Our wedding was 40 degrees the whole week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, our, uh, our one friend had a, a temperature gauge on his scuba gear. Yeah. And he said it never went below 40 degrees, even in the middle of the night. Really? Man, are these yeah. in Canadian dollars? Six, seven, eight hundred bucks return. It's not that bad. Just for the flight, right? Yeah, that's just for the flight. <laughs> Then you're looking at hotel costs, which I imagine hotels in Hawaii are insane. Yeah. Yeah, probably not great. But, you know, there's enough of us. We could split on a room or two. Uh, yeah, well, I'll just cram into it. Well, fucking rent a house for a week. If... Airbnb, yeah, man. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Airbnb is totally a thing. Yeah. Rent a beach, a beach house for a week and just live in that. Dude, my folks and I, we rented a house in Dunedin, Florida in February for a week. And I mean... It, I don't know, can't remember what it cost us, like 200 bucks each or something, I think. Really? Everything was said and done, yeah. Yeah. And we had a house to ourselves. Like, yeah. It wasn't this massive mansion or anything, but it was Still. like, it was a nice small house. But you're, very when you're, doable. When you're in a place like Hawaii, you're not spending all your time inside your... That's right, you're outside. Your well, same yeah. with Florida, right? Yeah. Like it's, you just need a place to sleep, pretty much. Yeah. That's exactly It's a place it. to, to sleep and come down from your day. That's right, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So we might have a trip to, to so Hawaii coming up in the future. We're going to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I have decided. Yeah. We'll do a, a remote, a remote uh, lost recording. See? Right. Wouldn't we'll go it be cool to go series to Series finale. And <laughs> we'll go to set locations and stuff. Yeah. Wouldn't that be neat? See where they film stuff. I think that'd be awesome. There, I have an excuse. We have an excuse now. Does this does this count as a business expense? I think you could probably write it off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll set up an LLC just yeah, for the just, for that. just for that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Back uh, to the task at hand here. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't have a whole lot to say about this episode. It's just sort of more of the same. We realize again that it's you know Sun's action in trying to spare Jin the public shaming is inevitably what ends up destroying their marriage to begin with. Because now Jin is indebted to her father. Yeah. 
which sets them down this kind of dark path. Yeah. Which is unfortunate that, you know, she tries to do something nice for him and it just blows up in her face. But, yeah. I mean, how often does that happen to people? How many times does paying off a blackmailer actually work out? Yeah, <laughs> like zero times. So I, I, I feel, feel like that never works out. Yeah, def- definitely not. I mean, in a more philosophical sense, how many times do you think you're doing the right thing and it ends up exploding on you? Yeah, yeah that works better. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Looking at the literal story that yeah, we saw. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. But I mean, realistically, I don't know, could she not just talk to one of her dad's hitmen and have her whacked? She yeah. already thinks her mom's dead anyway. Well, because she tells she, Imagine she, that. she tells her at the end. Like, the yeah, I know right. what you do. I've, yeah. I've pretended that I don't know, but I know what you do. Oh, yeah. Like, just send send someone after her. Exactly. Yeah. Lean on her a bit. How It wouldn't take much, I don't imagine. But I, I don't even think Sun wants her dad to know. No. Because that would be, like, the ultimate. But I feel like he already does know some yeah. of it. Because well, I mean, I'm sure Jin she... had to go to him and beg for uh, a job to... Just to be worthy of, of Sun. Yeah, yeah, true. And you think with all of Sun's father's resources that he wouldn't have sort of vetted Jin to begin with. Which begs the question, if Sun can track down Jin's fisherman dad, how come Sun's dad couldn't? Yeah, I'm sure he has. Yeah, he just I'm sure care. he knows everything. So if he knows everything, I don't know. Something doesn't make, something doesn't sit right with me there <laughs> then. Because then why wouldn't he go, now it, you know, Sun's honor and Jin's honor are sort of tied together. If there's these loose ends out there, why wouldn't he have already sent someone to kind of pay these people off or slap well, them off a bit? He doesn't know that his mom has come asking Sun for blackmail money, right? No. He might know about the past, but he's like going along with the story that they're dead because uh, Jin's dishonor would also be his dishonor, right? Right. Yeah. So, so you'd so think it would that he. poorly on him if people know, if it gets out. Which is why I'm thinking, like, wouldn't it make more sense for him to take like the initial steps, steps in in squashing it yeah right to begin with like you track her down track him down just like son did if son can do it he can do it just yeah as he easily. probably knows about jin's dad but not the mom maybe the mom's kind of in the wind yeah <clears throat> fair and enough i don't know what he knows he's not he's not central enough a character for us to ever be told what he knows no. and what does what he doesn't know i just found it strange that son can track down the father and then her dad's just sort of... It was like what Desmond said to, said to Penny, right? With enough resources and determination, you can find anybody. Maybe nobody else is looking. They don't care enough to look. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Maybe he's fine just except... Yeah, I don't know. I still think as a father... <laughs> as a father that John powerful... No, I'm not. I'm like, no, man. You, you would still, I think... Yeah. You, maybe you wouldn't be that determined, but you would have one of your employees be like, listen... You find out everything there is to yeah. know about this guy that my yeah. daughter is about to marry. He's yeah. about to become my son. You would definitely vet your son. His, yeah. Well, his father, <laughs> right? Her father gives off that type of vibe that he is that kind of a guy. Yeah. Like that would try and find out. Okay, Big was, time. You know, but. So, yeah, I, but I can maybe see like maybe the mom is sort of in the wind under like a, an alias or whatever just, you know, due to her um, yeah, profession cause we, as a Because we never even prostitute. hear her name in this episode, do we? No, no. exactly. No one ever calls her by name. No. And shit, I mean, I guess... You know, Jin doesn't even know she's alive. Yeah. yeah. Jin is under the impression that she's dead, that she died in childbirth. And her father, his father prefers it that way. Yeah. Father, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. The dude that raised him. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Well, I get more mileage out of this Jin episode than I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's some things to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah my one, one of my last notes here was... 
that Desmond makes a good point about the losses have having killed more people yeah, than the others. That's true, yeah. Yeah. The others are They're shadowy and they're they're they are manipulative, but they haven't gone out of their way to kill a whole bunch of people. No, just Charlie. Clearly they could if they wanted to. Yeah. Easily. But like Juliet said, Ethan sort of went off the reservation yeah. with Charlie and Claire. Other than that... Yeah, they're not, they haven't been overly aggressive with the Lossies. No. Like Nate, uh, Nathan was killed by Goodwin because he wanted he needed to keep the, the secret. Mm-hmm. Needed to keep uh, Anna Lucia focused on someone else. Mm-hmm. And Ethan went after Claire and, and Charlie because... I, uh, my speculation, the the Sabine thing, that his wife died as a result of the pregnancy issue, so now he's obsessed with it, with trying to solve it. But for the most part, they've been more observant than directly involved. And in manipulative, the but not, yeah. not outwardly aggressive. Yeah, not yeah. violent. Whereas the Losties are sharpening their sticks and going to war. <laughs> they beat the shit out of Ben. <clears throat> yeah. They never got anything close to that. Like Sawyer got beat up by that by Danny after his wife was murdered by son yeah understandable yeah he was he was in an emotionally dark place I'd and, be pissed off too yeah yeah took it out on the nearest lossy that he could cause he can't go after Jack because Ben needs him yeah he's not gonna beat the shit out of a woman cause yeah that's fucking terrible yeah <laughs> well probably even the others stuff. have a line yeah <laughs> so yeah at this point it does look like the losty group is more violent and less redeemable than the other group. Interesting twist. Yeah. yeah. And you, like like we talked about, you don't think of it that way because we've been following the losses. Right, yeah. They're our heroes. Yeah. So anything anybody does against them, they're the bad guys. Yeah. Now you see it's not that cut and dry. Yeah, it's not that simple. Things are not as black and white as they appear. Yeah. And that's, that's the central theme of this entire series is that things aren't, oh, are never as clear as they seem yeah. like they are. Like, even when we think we get a solid answer, there's other thing, other questions we have. It's a neat show, man. Yeah. Very neat show. It's, it's unique. And a lot, of, a lot of shows tried to copy the formula by thinking, you know, it's just a serialized show. We can just, we can just focus on, on serialized elements. But they forget that, the, that it's very theme, thematically based and, and complex. And the characters are rich. And they're not just sing one-dimensional things. Yeah. No, the writing is top notch. Some of the best in yeah, for sure. In network TV today, to in yesterday, day. yeah, yeah, to this Sorry. day, yeah, to this day is what I meant to say. I mean, that's like cable quality. Yeah, that's like HBO quality on a network series. Yeah, mm. and we're still not getting things like that. No, nope. all, all the big shows that are the successful Lost clones are ones that are on like Netflix or HBO. That don't have to worry about the constraints of network television. What do you think Lost would have been like if it was on HBO? Uh, there would be a lot more nudity. Yeah, there would be a lot, of, a lot <laughs> yeah. more nudity. There would be cursing. Yeah. Uh, it would be darker. darker I think. Yeah. It, it probably would have been fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. But that could be said for anything on HBO. But at the yeah. same time, HBO has canceled other shows that are similar to Lost because they don't pick up viewers. Yeah. True. Because it's really hard to jump into the middle of a serialized show like this. Game of Thrones works because it drew a big audience to begin with. Yeah. There was another show we used to watch called Carnival, which uh, had biblical themes. It was similar in a lot of ways to Lost in, in terms of themes, but it didn't have the big audience to start with. And because it's on HBO and they didn't have streaming services at the time, oh. 
it didn't pick up an audience as it was going. Yeah. So by the end of season two, it gets canceled. But there's still, like, the writer had uh, four seasons, four more seasons fully planned out. Like, he had it all written out in a book. Everything that was going to happen. But they shut it down. But they shut it down because it wasn't drawing in viewer, enough viewers to justify the, the budget. It was a 1920s period piece taking place in the Dust Bowl and shit. So no. just the costuming was super expensive. Yeah. Dressing people up in the 1920s and the film grain style and everything dusty and dirty. and It cost a lot of money to produce, so the HBO couldn't justify the cost anymore and canceled it. I think the closest thing to Lost on HBO is that Leftovers by... David, David Lindelof, Lindelof. Oh, same, yeah. the same writer, yeah. right? And so, of course... He definitely has themes that he enjoys. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's another one of those shows where you don't always get all the answers that you want, etc., etc. But, like, it only ran three seasons because it was a pretty niche market. Yeah. And I think because they had to bring down the drama to a sort of a more reasonable level, because it is HBO, that cut out a lot of your average Western viewer who is looking for that sort of drama-saturated show. Not saying that Lost is drama-saturated, but it's definitely rooted in it, right? It's it's very it's very much built on soap operas. Yes. It's a soap opera, but it's in prime time. Exactly. And you kind of eliminate some of the more soapier aspects, and all of a sudden you're left with sort of the weird stuff, right? (laughs) No one likes that. (laughs) Yeah, no one wants to watch that. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend buying HBO <laughs> and watching The Leftovers because it's fantastic. Fucking Dylan. <laughs> well, just, just don't make me cut things. <laughs> don't talk about illegal stuff that I have to cut. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Yeah. I, think uh, we're, uh, I think we're about done. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Cheers, folks. So we'll be back maybe next time. two weeks-ish because you're... Yeah, basically... Wednesday be, you're going in. Yeah, Wednesday I'm out. So, yeah, two weeks from Wednesday I'm back in action. And we won't, have, we won't have parents visiting us, so we will be able to, to work that show in. Yeah, get one done a little closer to the beginning of my rotation. Yeah. And it's, we'll, we'll, we'll record the next three episodes. Then that same day we'll, we'll watch the, the finale with Sarah. Oh, okay. And then we'll record out immediately after that. I love it. Sounds good. Right on. And I'll release that like a week later, so we'll spread yeah. it out a bit. Yeah. Fair enough. So, good night. Bye, all. I already said goodbye. This has been Welcome to Planet Bob. If you know any shows or movies you think we should discuss, find me on Twitter, at King of Bob. That's at King underscore of underscore Bob. And Derek, you can find me at Lars M on Twitter, L-A-R-Z-M. And this is Sarah. I'm on Tumblr at Welcome to Planet Bob. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Welcome to Planet Bob. Thanks for listening to our show, and we hope you tune in next week.